trust your gut as a mom, really, really trust your gut and research it. Don't let it go. And also like, here's my daughter who graduated at college at 17, but in third grade, the teacher who was in the room put her as completely average because she wasn't a troublemaker. She didn't cause any problems. She read, she was helpful. She was kind. She's also not like a science math person. And so it's interesting because I think sometimes certain things clue in teachers and um, I don't hold anything against the teachers. Like they do the best they can, but you just need to really trust your gut. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. Hey, Christine, how are you? Doing well, Luan. Thanks for having me here. I'm so glad that you could be here today. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. It is an honor. Before we get started, if you could just take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah, sure. I am Christine Mazars. I go by Coach Christine on my social media and coaching world. I consider myself an empty nest success evangelist. I think so often mothers get to the empty nest stage and we think everything's over. So I like to share the good news that it doesn't have to be over. We're just getting started. I coach, I'm a life coach, and I host and produce the Your Empty Nest Coach podcast. That is so exciting, and I just can't wait to hear more about all that you're doing. As I like how you said, empty nest success evangelist. I really like that. And I can't wait to hear all about that. But before we get into all that you're doing, if you could just kind of briefly walk us through your transformational moments, your aha moments that kind of put you on the path that you're on today. To this path. Ooh, mine's very unique. So (laughs) my daughter has had a an interesting education. She is had skipped two grades through, I think we got to about seventh or eighth grade. She had skipped a couple grades. I was home. We had homeschooled. We'd done traditional schooling, cyber school, hybrid school. We've done it all. And by the age of, I believe it was 12, she was at the local community college taking classes because I, I can't teach bio and chem. That's just not me. <laughs> Um, so she was doing that and it became quite evident that she needed more at the community college. And even if she went to a local college, all of her classmates were people who were my age or kind of like, um, early twenties and they didn't know what to do with this 12 or 13 year old that was there. So she ended up heading off to college out of state four years early. She basically skipped all of her high school years and went to college to a place that has a dorm for other girls who have chosen to do this, which was wonderful for her. Wonderful because she was finally at a place where she didn't have to explain herself all the time, at least in the dorm. But (laughs) here I am (laughs) and she's kind of been my buddy. We've done a lot of stuff together. We would drive everywhere. I drive her to the community college. We're very close. 
and she's suddenly, you know, out of state for what is it, five hour drive away and young. So I didn't have the traditional time to prepare for the emptiness. Not that I would have been ready for it when I got there anyway, but I also didn't have this inherent group of friends who had like just had a, a student above me to lean on and, and to prepare for it. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I didn't want to be a hot mess because I didn't think it was fair to her. I knew what she was doing was right for her. And I didn't want any of that, you know, I'm going to worry about mom back home <laughs> thing, especially at a young age. Right. So I got to work and uh, started working on a lot of coaching going online and what can I do? How, how can I um, be in a good place for this? And discovered that thought work is pretty much everything. It's been everything in my journey. And uh, I had always considered being a life coach and I never really knew what niche I, I thought about maybe homeschooling, maybe gifted education, just, but I only know my one child. And I finally landed on the, on this empty nest thing because I had people who would come to me and I start asking, well, how did you do it? I mean, she went early and you seem to be okay. And uh, it just kind of fell into place. And that that's how I ended up doing what I do now. And sometimes, you know, with the pandemic, our empty nest has not been so empty. <laughs> so it's very interesting to see all the things that I do in my coaching, just being able to apply it to when they're home and when they're not home. And as they transition into the full-on empty nest, there's there's periods where they're gone for a while and then they come home. And every time they come home, there's a new routine to get used to. And it's been an incredible journey. I've had so much fun. My podcast, I'm on, I guess, three, I'm on my third year of podcasting. And if you start at the beginning, you can totally hear my growth in the empty nest and my transition and how I've improved and analogies that I found. And I just, I absolutely love it. I love seeing, I, I know where I was. And while I didn't feel hopeless completely, I just had no idea who I was because she was pretty much, everything I did was about her education and fighting for it. So I didn't know what I was going to be going forward. And I love now seeing women who are so lost and taking them to a place where, you know, they can clear their thoughts enough to to actually be brave enough to look at who they are underneath everything. That is a fabulous story and such a unique story. I mean, I can't imagine, as you said, your daughter advanced, gifted at the age of 12, going to community college. And at 14, she's going away to college. And you were kind of, I guess, thrust into this empty nest life, as you said, way before yes. you would have probably <laughs> been preparing for it. And I like yes. how you are able to tell the story now, but when you're in that time and you're back in that moment, because I think a lot of us have that traditional path where we know, okay, our kids will get 17, 18, they'll go to college, but here you are four years early and it's like, oh, my child is leaving. Yeah. Can you just kind of talk about like some of those emotions and things that kind of went through your head as you were navigating it at that time? Yeah, absolutely. The one I, I remember the most is I remember my husband came home and said, uh, yeah, everyone at work's like, oh my gosh, you guys are so lucky you're going to be in the empty nest early. And hearing him say it and everyone else be excited and I'd have these little comments that it would, 
it was like the wind is taking out of you is that is how I felt. I just like, what is somebody punched me in the gut? I was like, wait a minute. Wait, we're not there. Are we there? We are there. Wait, what? <laughs> so it was this confusion. And it's really interesting to, to have, and this is what I find is super important in, in life in general too, is you're going to have these competing emotions existing in you at once. So you have the excitement for them and then moving on which I definitely had for her. I was so excited for her to meet peers. There was really the whole reason. I just want you to meet like one good friend who gets you. And at the same time, being so incredibly sad for missing out on what all the idea of the traditional years should be in high school with her. And uh, it would hit at the weirdest times. You know, someone would be like talking about their kid's prom and like that wasn't something that ever happened. Ironically, with the pandemic, a lot of people didn't get their proms. Right. <laughs> so it's it's just been interesting. And it, it just hits at the strangest times. And you think you're good. And strangely, when we dropped her off at college, I was okay. But then it would it hit like 45 minutes in the drive home that, you know, she wasn't going to be there tomorrow for me to have the usual conversations and all the routines. Wow. And I, yeah, I couldn't imagine, as I said, going through that at such a young age. And I think, as you said, those competing emotions that you have, because it is like that bittersweet moment. Yes. And I just think it's fabulous that there's a college out there that had this space for her and children that were like her. So as you said, they wouldn't feel so alone. They wouldn't have to explain themselves. They could all kind of at least be together in that dorm. And I think it's great that that space exists and I'm yes. sure in just thinking about it, it probably made it, even though you were having those bittersweet emotions, the tug of war, it probably gave you some comfort knowing that at least in the dorm, she was surrounded by people that were like her. It did. Yes, it was. It was good. And I, I now that she's graduated, I will say it. she has made those really good friends and it has been a great, it's been wonderful to be at this side of it because just like anything, I think as a parent, you Every decision you make, you, you question, was that right? You know, should we have done that? And to get to the other side, and yes, there were ups and downs, and there were days where you thought, oh my goodness, why did we do that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, to be at this point and to know that we all trusted it and were willing to give it a try has been really good. That's great. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. And I know that you, um, in your story and things that you tell, you said she's gifted, but she was almost missed. Like she almost missed it. Her teachers weren't picking up on it. And you really have a passion now for talking about gifted children, helping parents to feel empowered and 
really educate people on advocating for your children when you recognize that they have this gift where they are advancing these grades. So how were you able to kind of push and advocate for your daughter at this time so that she could get the education that she needed? Yeah, this is, this is, I could talk for hours about this, (laughs) mostly because I think it's so easy for children who are gifted to be missed for so many reasons. They, English might not be their first language. So teachers aren't even going to notice because they think they're not because their English isn't up to par. Um, Just different environments that they come from. And now I only have one child, so I honestly had no clue how gifted she was. <laughs> and people would say things like we'd be in the grocery store and she'd talk to a checkout clerk and continually people would be like, wow, I feel like I'm talking to a 20 year old. And I'm like, yeah. And I just assume it's because she's around me. And she actually had to advocate for herself really young. She was about th- third grade, mid third grade. And she came home and said, Hey mom, I think I'm in the wrong math class and you need to change it. And and now we all know how this works, right? (laughs) I kind of laughed and I said, honey, if I call the school and tell them that you need to be in a higher math class, like they're going to think I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I assumed they wouldn't listen to me. And uh, I said, why don't you walk down to the guidance office and tell them, I think it might carry a little more weight. And I kind of wanted to see what she'd do. And she did like the next day walked down and told them and explained to them that she already knew all of the math that was in there. And she, she thought it was going too slow, which I mean, to me, I was like, what you really did this. And, uh, and then they tested her and I had no clue at the time. I didn't know what an IQ, like what's a good IQ, what's not. And (laughs) when they pull, you into a meeting and say, okay, on Monday, she's going to be in this whole different thing. It's kind of eye-opening. Interestingly enough, I don't think we were shared with enough knowledge to understand the level of it at the time. So I would recommend that anyone who thinks that their child may be gifted or even just any kind of neurodivergent to really look into it and research it and advocate for them and have them advocate for themselves probably outside of the school, you don't, the information that we got from the school, like the school's still going to protect the school in the end of the day. Right. Right. And we had, we were lucky enough that my husband had asked a coworker whose wife was a child psychologist and said, Hey, this is the deal. And she, she called me and said, Christine, you don't really understand. And she laid it out to me. She was like, no, like this is like big deal. And the guidance, I should have clued in. I can be a little dense sometimes. I should have clued in when the guidance counselor was like, hey, um, or I said to the guidance counselor, can we move her up a grade? And she said, well, that's not going to make any difference. But, you know, me, I'm just overwhelmed at like what's going on. So from there, it really, she didn't stay in public school much longer, unfortunately. Most of the answers we got were, um, you could put her into private school. We weren't at an income level that we could afford that. So, you know, on one income, we chose to, I would continue homeschooling as long as possible. And then we found cyber school options and stuff. But there really is a fair amount of um, trust your gut as a mom, really really trust your gut and research it. Don't let it go. And 
also like, here's my daughter who graduated at college at 17, but in third grade, the teacher who was in the room put her as completely average because she wasn't a troublemaker. She didn't cause any problems. She read, she was helpful. She was kind. She's also not like a science math person. And so it's interesting because I think sometimes certain things clue in teachers and um, I don't hold anything against the teachers. Like they do the best they can, but you just need to really trust your gut. That's important to trust your gut because I just said a lot of public schools with teachers, they're overwhelmed as it is. Yes. And as you said, if it's not fitting a standard pattern, then it could easily go overlooked. But I love how not only were you advocating for your daughter, but then you also were empowering her to kind of advocate for herself because I do agree with you when you talk from a parent perspective. It's like, yes, they kind of look at you kind of different, but when the child speaks up, it's a whole different scenario. So I think it's great that not only did you empower her to do that, but then she took the steps to go ahead and do it. Yes. I really, looking back, I, I really feel like if you can pick like proud parent moments, I feel like that was one of the better ones that I chose to do. And I didn't know in the moment how important it was. But I think her seeing that she empowered herself by doing it and speaking up probably created a little bit of a monster later on. <laughs> I mean, she has no problem speaking up now, but it's great. And, and I say that in jest because really it's amazing to see the self-advocacy that she has and she'll do it for others, which is really important. But a lot of times society isn't used to that, especially in young children. They absolutely are not because I nope. have a almost 12 year old who advocates for everyone and she always has. And so it awesome. really is an adjustment. And as you said, society and even parents as a parent, we're not used to it. We so are. It has been that adjustment over the years to kind of learn to navigate and parent her and let her keep her individuality because she is, she's my advocate. I say she's going to be the one that's on the front line. If there's a call, she's going to get behind it support oh, it love and it. go for it. So I love hearing that from other children as well. It's one, it's so great. It's really great to see. I love seeing it in in the news and you know, it, it does happen more than I think most of us know. <laughs> it's just good news. So we don't see it as often. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you were thrust into the emptiness, as we said, quite early. And there are a lot of moms that listen and moms that are out there who kind of have this mentality that I'm going to wait till my kids get older to kind of start to pursue my dreams. And you kind of found your lane within becoming an empty nester. Mm -hmm. But for those moms that are kind of having their identity kind of wrapped up in their children or and have that mentality of waiting till their kids get older, you have that perspective of you never know what kind of child you're raising. So you need to kind of jump in and dive in now. So what are your thoughts on that uh, subject with moms that are like, okay, I need to wait. I can't do things right now. I don't even know how to figure it out right now. Yeah, I think, I think there are, you know, I will not say a blanket statement that like everyone should start now because everybody has a different situation, but I do think that, um, at the very least, dreaming about what the future would be when the time comes is of a, it's a huge benefit because playing out the scenarios of what could happen, there's a lot to learn about ourselves in that. And I love the, I, I encourage my clients, even once we clear our thoughts to just dream about things and let's like live it in detail, kind of like when you go on a vacation 
and a lot of the fun on a vacation. Remember those? <laughs> I say that. <laughs> we used to do that. Um, when you plan a vacation or going anywhere or an event or a party, say it's a party for your child, um, a lot of the fun is actually in that whole planning period. And you are already living in it as if it's happened. So you can play it out in your imagination and adjust things and learn things about yourself in that and make changes. So I always encourage people to really think about it. It is going to come one day. I mean, God willing, <laughs> it will happen <laughs> to all of us and it will be a beautiful thing. And it is part of life for this to occur, for them to go out on their own and be self-sufficient. And I always say the, the moment they come back from the hot, they're born, that's when we should start preparing for it. And it feels very similar. It's almost like that moment where you come home from the hospital with them or, you know, however you've had your child and you have them and you're there for the first time and suddenly like, wait, like you've had all the thoughts, but suddenly having them there, your life changes like that. And it's very similar on the other end. So, you know, even all the planning you can do, it's not going to be exactly the way you imagine. And you're going to have all these things to, to look at and to be curious about. So as you think about it going forward and, and plan for dreams, and I like crazy, crazy dreams, because why not? Like, why not? <laughs> Let's have really amazing dreams. Don't limit yourself because they're in your imagination. And then you can start to work backwards. And if you decide that, I don't even know, maybe you want to go back to school and become an attorney. And you're like, no, I can't do that because I'm too old. And then you start really dreaming. Well, like, can I? Is that a possibility? And how would I make that happen? And maybe you discover that it's worth you taking a paralegal class now just to see if you'd like it. So I, I think just by dreaming about your future, you can learn a lot and be a little more prepared for the moment when it happens. I like that, how you said to at least have the dreams about the future so that at least you have an idea and how you said to dream big, don't kind of limit your dreams to a small box, have those wild, crazy, those big dreams. And I even like how you said, kind of when you're having the child, you know, this time is going to come. So even if you can't work it into your life, as your kids are younger and you may have to wait, because as you said, everyone's circumstances are different, but at least yes. if you're dreaming about it, perhaps writing things down, taking notes, however you want to do it, then at least when that time comes, you are ready to step into it. So that's very empowering in itself. And it's fun. <laughs> yes, I don't know why is. we lose. It's like, it's like we have all this imagination where we're four years old and I'm going to, I'm going to be a scientist on the moon and that's my job. Or I'm going to ride dinosaurs. Just these things that like, as an adult, we're like, we can't think that way. We're an adult. Well, why not? Like, why not? <laughs> I know. Back by popular demand. My course, Balancing the Busy, How to Manage Family, Business, and All the Things is here for you. And I am so excited to announce that for the month of December, my course will be available for you for 50% off when you use the code CHRISTMAS. I know the end of the year, going into the new year, we are all about setting goals and priorities. And I want to help you do that with my course, Balancing the Busy. Inside this course, you are going to learn how to clear some things off your plate, set your priorities and boundaries. I'll give you some 
exact phrases, tools, and strategies on how to say no. And we are going to tackle that pesky mom guilt. So inside the course, you're going to have the worksheets and templates and everything you need so that you can start to balance the busy in your life. So head over to my website, LawanMoses.com and grab Balancing the Busy, How to Manage Family, Business, and All the Things for 50% off for the month of December. Don't forget to use that code CHRISTMAS. And that is a great transition because you have found your lane in TikTok and I always see that <laughs> and you have so much fun. So I feel like it's like the perfect segue because as you said, as children, we have these great imaginations. We do all these fun things. Then for some reason, when we become adults, we start to take life so seriously. We but do. you have found your lane with TikTok and being your emptiness coach on TikTok. And I just love how creative you are, how much fun you have with them. So if you could just kind of share with us, how did that come about? How did you find your lane in TikTok and start having all of this fun? Of course, by accident. It's so funny. <laughs> so, Well, the, the real story is I started a TikTok account. Now, when my daughter was younger, we would like do YouTube channels together. So I always had the video things going on and I always liked short videos. So the idea of TikTok being short videos, like this is kind of my jam. And I created an account, I would say probably a, almost a year earlier and put up, put up a couple of videos. Now my daughter's not, wasn't on TikTok at the time. And she's like, mom, don't be on TikTok. They're really, really mean to people your age. Don't do it. <laughs> and I did like two or three and I was like, oh, okay. Like I trust her. She, she knows what she's, you know, like she knows social media. I'm like, all right. Like I wasn't getting anything out of it. Now looking back at those videos, I can totally understand why she said that. <laughs> but then Instagram reels came out. And so I was much more active on Instagram reels and participated in a 30 day reels challenge right when it started and just found that having the, uh, I can't, I'm blanking on the word here, here's your concept. Like here's the topic they would give you. And then you have to make it fit for your niche. And I started having a lot of fun with them. They started serious at first. And then I started really playing around and, and adding the humor element to it, which I think as a life coach, I didn't feel like I was allowed to do before. I don't know why. I had this very I, straight idea of what a life coach needs to be like online. And then I thought, well, wait, why? I, I need to just like be me. And I like to make people laugh. Life is so short. A lot of what I talk about in coaching is, you know, the things that parents, we talk about like, oh, what if my child is covered with tattoos? And I'm like, okay, so what? Like, <laughs> what's the big deal? Re let's think about this. Like, is that really the thing that's going to be the end? And trying to lighten all of the thoughts that we have in our head. And I just added more humor to it and they started doing well. And then I thought, well, wait, this is the same as TikTok. So I tossed a video over and it, it did pretty okay. And then I started tossing more. What's interesting is my audience on TikTok is a lot of the students or are a lot of the students in high school and college. And they liked what I was saying to the parents. Oh, <laughs> so good. I yeah, have interesting. It is because it was not my intention when I was creating them. Although it is a lot of what I, when I think about it, most of my work really is trying to calm parents down to a point where they can have a better relationship with their kids. 
And then to me, that just, that goes generationally for years to come. And, uh, one, and then I started a hotline video and I, I put a banana near me. I put literally no makeup on and created this character named Sally. And she was answering a video, uh, a hotline call and it just did really, really, really well. <laughs> really well, like 1.8 million views or some ridiculous number. And um, now I just love TikTok. I I have to thank TikTok because I feel like I really stepped into my own voice. I, I feel like I claimed who I am, Christine, Coach Christine is as a coach. And she's funny and she, you know, life is too short to be serious. And I, I hope that in the majority of my videos, I do have some serious ones because, you know, we have serious moments as, as humans, but I like to just to remind people that, you know, it's, it's really, most of this stuff is not that serious. Like let's save that for the things that need to be. And I think that's, what's so wonderful about it is that you do approach these subjects with the humor and you show about having fun. And as you said, life is too short to not be having fun. And I absolutely love the questions, the hotline questions that you answer with the banana and Sally and all that is just, those make my day. So I'm, I'm the really... original banana phone lady. <laughs> yes. and now the... <laughs> so I enjoy those videos. I really enjoy all of your videos and it just gives me that laughter that sometimes, you know, how you said we need to laugh throughout the day. It, yes. I know if I go to your TikTok, I am going to laugh and I just Aww. love how you found that and are making it work for your niche and with life coaching and how you're able to give that advice, answer those questions, but do it in a fun way. Oh, you just made my day. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So tell me more about what you're doing as with your clients in terms of coaching them. Yeah. So I focus, I'm right now I'm on a bit of a hiatus with the podcast. I've had a bunch of stuff happen with uh, my personal life. So I've kind of taken a break, but my coaching clients, we focus on about six weeks generally is what we do. And we walk through a lot of like first, I would say three weeks of, of work is just identifying the thoughts that they have going on in their heads and getting comfortable with questioning them and seeing what's going on. And, uh, do you like the thoughts? Are they true? It's so often that we, we have thoughts in our heads that have been placed there and, you know, not maliciously, but they're just thoughts that we have about ourselves as humans that have been given to us into our mind and we accept them as true. And there's something that a parent said 20 years ago or an educator or somebody that doesn't even think of you anymore. And you just hang on to these thoughts. And then there's these really good thoughts we have about ourselves that we just kind of let go. And we should probably hold on to those because they're good ones. So we do a lot of that work. Um, we do Zoom calls uh, once a week, and then I do text coaching in between so that throughout the week, if you have a question about anything that that comes to mind, I am there for you. And I love that. It's funny because a lot of my clients don't want to bother me, and it takes them a few weeks before they'll actually start doing that. <laughs> and I'll send them reminders. Hey, I'm here if you need me. And uh, that is so much fun. I, I just absolutely love the coaching work. And what's interesting is I do have a free email course that's seven lessons and it's dreaming about your future. It's the empty nest, a guide to uncovering my future. And it's interesting to see somebody do that 
and then work with me. And after we've done a lot of the thought work and clearing it out, and then do that same thing over again to see how different their dreams are because they're not, they've kind of cleared out the things that are from other people. And they're like, you know, I don't need to keep that anymore. And I can do these other things. It's super fun to watch. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always good. I mean, as a coach, it's always good to see those breakthroughs and the improvements and enhancements that people make. And it truly does make this work rewarding. So rewarding. And what's interesting too, is some will assume that I think they think because I have a business online that like that's their goal. So they'll come into it thinking like, I want to find my business goal. And some have discovered that, you know, they're actually perfectly happy where they are, but all these messages are telling them that they shouldn't be. And I'm like, that's okay too. (laughs) You know, everybody's path is completely different. Exactly. And it's so easy in seeing all the talk about start a business, start your side hustle, do this, do that. It's so easy to see how people can get caught up in that and think that that is what they are supposed to be doing and really lose sight of what their own dreams and passions are that may have nothing to do with having your own business. And it's really so easy to get caught up in all of that. It is. And it's so much work. Yes. <laughs> People like you really need to want to do it. You really do. It's a lot of work. And right? we both can speak to that. Yes. <laughs> so aside from motherhood, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Gosh. This is one that, that always gets people because I purposely question. say aside from motherhood because motherhood is a given. It is. It is a given. You know, I think... Honestly, I feel like the work I've done over the last four years in my own transition and growth is has been the most rewarding thing because I am able to find peace in very quickly in circumstances that the me of five or six years ago would have lost her mind about. <laughs> it really would have just been like, everybody stop everything. I have a problem. And I think that is extremely rewarding to be able to find peace and remove a lot of drama and save that level of you know, emergency for the things that are actually warranted in my life. Yes, that is very rewarding. Well, I thank you, Christine, for joining me today. If you could just tell the audience where they can connect with you and find you online. Sure. So on the socials, I'm at Empty Nest Coach. My podcast is Your Empty Nest Coach. And my website is youremptinesscoach.com. I'm in the middle of revamping everything. So that's the best place to sign up for my email list and see what's going on in the future. Yes. And be sure when you go to the socials, be sure to go check out TikTok because you will enjoy it. So thank you again for joining me. This has truly been great. Thank you so much for having me, Lawan. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.